Hospital Radio for Torbay. You're listening to Paul Harding on Torbay Hospital Radio. Yes, Paul here down in the studio at Torbay Hospital Radio. Today I'm joined by Jim Parker, who's the editor of the Torbay Weekly. Now, if Jim's name sounds familiar, it's because he spent 44 years in the regional press, 40 of them at the Herald Express right here in Torbay. He's nodding his head, that's good. Uh, I think it's fair to say that Jim's a big supporter of the Bay, so let's speak to the man himself. Hello, Jim. Hi, Paul. Nice to meet you. Yeah, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Yeah, lovely little setup here. Brilliant. Thank you. Yes, I mean, we're trying hard down here in the, in the bowels of the uh, hospital. Now, I think you started back in the Mirror Group, did you? So I started as a trainee with the old Talkie Times back in um, 1976. God, it makes me feel old. Um, I was still at the grammar school waiting for A-level results and ended up going to the talky times that was before I had those results. Um, so that's where I began. My first job was chasing um, a waiter from the old waiter's race on Torquay Seafront. I was tasked with doing a report on that, so I can remember running alongside the winner uh, with his tray and his glass of wine rushing back to the office in uh, the old Fleet Street, <laughs> sat behind a typewriter, which was nearly as old as I am now, with two fingers writing my first report. So, talky times back in 1976. 76. And then, as you said, you were at the grammar school before that. Yeah, doing yeah. A-levels. Yeah. Um, I had no aspirations to be a journalist at all. I was hoping to go on to university and do a lot of other people did, have three years off and have a, a nice time. But parents said, look, you stayed on till 18, go and earn some money. Uh, and so my dad got me the interview for the Talkie Times uh, job and um, I was asked what I knew about journalism and I said, not a lot. I, I know that you have your best story on page one, you have sport on the back and you have ladies with no clothes on on page three. And they <laughs> gave me the job. <laughs> oh, sorry, but it worked, worked well. And you, you, when did it become the Herald Express then? When did you... So no, so Talkie Times then, yeah. because that was, or, that was the old um, Delhi Mirror training scheme. Um, so to get on that was really good. So they, you could either go on as a trainee with the weeklies they owned in, in Devon, which include the Talkie Times, and then became the, Tor- uh, the Torbay News, amalgamated with the Painter News and Brixham News, or you were a graduate that came in via university, and we used to meet once a week in a classroom in, uh, in Plymouth. So on the job training with the weeklies. In my, my cohorts were um, Andrew Morton, Princess Diana's biographer. Oh, yes. Uh, and Velma Dermott, one of the world's most famous authors. Yes. Uh, so they were in the same group as me. And wow. I ended up working for the Herald Express. Right. Uh, yeah. So then I, from Tommy News uh, to the Sun, Sun Independent, which is part of the same group, I had a few months on the Sunday Mirror Sports Desk in London and Manchester. Came back to News Edit, the Torbay News, and joined the Herald Express. Uh, well, 40 years ago, um, as man and boy, really. I read somewhere that you said that you've you've probably written two million words over those 40 years. I, I think it was my son. That I, it was some sort of presentation where he was talking about uh, an award that I was receiving, and he tallied up that I'd done two million words. Um, so that's a lot of rubbish to write. <laughs> I think it was the uh, community award that you got. From the Rotary, was that? Oh yeah, yes. no, that, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Preston Rotary was a really good. Um, it was a lovely, lovely surprise. I gave a talk over there to Preston Rotary, and at the end of the evening, they they presented me with their community award, which was sensational. Lovely. Yeah. 
And you're, you're a big supporter of Torbay, generally. I've yeah. seen lots of posts that you put on social media where you comment on things that are going on. What, what do you think it has brought about your love of Torbay? Because um, every day you wake up and the sun shines, not so much when it's women raining. <laughs> And you look around you, and we—I think—we take for granted what others pay millions to enjoy. So you know, I always, when you come across from Paynton uh, and Torquay sits there like can shining in the sunshine, you think, what a lovely place. But you do take it for granted. Yeah. Um, and we've got so much going on, and not only the sea on one doorstep, but Dartmoor on the other, and we're sandwiched in between. So I've just got a passion for Torbay and its people, and and not taking for granted what we have naturally. You're also a, a great advocate for many charities, I know. The Heart Appeal, I think, was one that was close yeah. to you. Uh, uh, you're going back several years now. There was an editor called um, Brendan Hanrahan, um, who was very keen to raise a million pounds for a heart unit here at Torbay. Uh, I think it was called Ricky Grant um, Heart yes, Appeal. Yes, that's right, yeah. And uh, we did all sorts of things. Brendan went on various mystery walker walkabouts all over the country and in Ireland, which was um, where he came from. And we managed to get Torbay really involved with the campaign and we managed to raise the million quid, which was really good. Fantastic, fantastic. And I, and I know you were quite vocal about the South Devon Link Road as well when that was uh, yeah. muted. So. Again, that was some of the Herald Express campaign for, for, for 60 years, believe it or not. Uh, and um, absolutely vital to the, the economy of, of Torbay and South Devon. You know, I think you, like me, have been to many cricket matches where it's taking you longer to get from Newton Abbott to Torquay than it has from oh, yeah. Newton Abbott to North Devon, even. You know, yeah. so um, that was a real block on economic investment into the area. So after 60 years campaigning, to see that bill has made a, made a massive uh, difference on travel and investment. You know, you see what's coming in the Torbay now. That's a, a lot of that has to do with the, the link road. OK. Uh, we'll have a little break, because uh, Jim's told me he likes Barry Manilow, but uh, <laughs> he's still laughing. <laughs> so we'll have a little break, and then we'll be back with Jim. Yeah, I'm speaking to uh, Jim Parker, who's the editor of the Torbay Weekly here on Torbay Hospital Radio. Uh, Jim, from my knowledge of you, I, got, I, I wrote down three main passions for you. Writing, Torbay and cricket. Cricket, yes. Cricket, is that well, fair? you know, because I've played against you many times and beat you most times as oh, well. Oh, I don't believe it. I, met, I think it was thir about 30 years ago <laughs> in a cricket field. I think it probably at Plymouth. I was playing at Plymouth. You probably were, yeah. And you had... Cleveland Davidson. Our Jamaican overseas professional? Yes. It yes. Is, God, it, that was a game that was. I don't want to talk about that. No. But I, I, I've been at Barton Cricket Club now for unbelievable 52 years. Never. Uh, um, yeah, I started there at the age of 12, believe it or not, <laughs> and stayed with it ever since. So, yeah, I, I'm, I've got a passion for cricket. I, I also love football, so I, I play local football until I was 52, and then the body packed up, but I'm still trying to play cricket, believe it or not, but the body's on the way to packing up at cricket. Yeah, it's packed up already, Jim. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so. so, yeah, and, and I, I, I spent a lot of... I believe in giving back to sport, what sport gave me, so I um, do quite a bit in co uh, coaching now. Uh, I've, I've yeah. coached a club now for 25, 30 years, and I do some county age group coaching as well. So, yeah, cricket is... Um, Ask my wife what she thinks of cricket. I'm not sure we could broadcast that, no. could we? No. <laughs> no. So how do you see the local cricket scene then? Is it vibrant or is it struggling? Where are yeah, we? I, I think, um, and again, I, I chair Sports All Bay, so you get an inkling of what sport's like across the board, not 
not just cricket. And I think we've struggled a little bit with COVID. Yeah. Uh, um, I think kids in particular have become disengaged to a certain extent, and adults for that matter, with, with playing sport because they've had to. So I think the battle now is to get those people back into sport uh, and say we're open again. I mean, of course, the current COVID situation with cases rising doesn't help. But I know from a Sport Torbay point of view and Torbay Council, we're, we're doing what's called resetting sport. Uh, and we're trying to get sport bouncing back into Torbay with several initiatives. Um, so I think yeah, it, it's very vibrant, but it, it has taken mattering like every, everybody else from and everything else from COVID. Um, so it's trying to get those kids back into into playing sport and cricket. I think, yeah. I, I mean, I usually watch cricket on a Saturday. I'm usually somewhere watching it, watching a game, and uh, it seems to be making a bit of a comeback. So that's uh, that's good. That's yeah. good. What about the football side then? Torquay United. Can I ask you about that? Yeah. What a shame that was, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but, and that's cost them more than just football and promotion. It's it's cost them 1.25 million pounds, the estimate, with the, uh, the, the 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 fees coming down from the Premiership and the and the EFL, uh, which would have put money into a, into a youth academy. So it's cost them a, a tidy sum. But um, played them brilliant, you know. And yeah. we've got a piece on page one this week. Um, from Clark Osborne, the owner. Yes. Uh, and a lot of people, you know, thought, what's he doing at Playmore? Uh, what's the motive there? But to be fair, that gent's put in three million quid of his own cash, and the club would have died without that. So, you know, good luck to him, good luck to Gary Johnson, and better luck uh, next year. But yeah, a real blow for the for the town and not just the club. Yes. They didn't make it, really. Yeah, it was very disappointing. I mean, it was a great header by the goalkeeper, though. Do you know what I missed it? I was, um, where was I? I was out in the garden, I think. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I'm, I, under duress from Mrs P out in the garden. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, so I came in and just watched the penalties. And when um, when the bloke missed the penalty, uh, whatever number it was, yeah, it was a real body blow. But never mind. Yeah. What would you What would you like to see in Torbay, sports wise? Is there anything that you? Um, I think it needs. And again, the the current partnership. I'm not allowed to call it coalition. So the Liberal Democrats have formed a partnership with Independents in Torbay, and for the first time, working with Sport Torbay and. Uh, other partners actually putting money into sport uh, and I'm glad I'm sat down because you'd collapse if anybody took talk about putting money into sport in Torbay yeah uh, um, and like you I've I played on soccer pitches and changed in change rooms I haven't changed in 40 years so there is a commitment now um, to investing in sport there's some grant funding available there's some capital funding available so I just like to see them go ahead and, and increase that uh, investment I'd like to see more involvement with uh, the governing bodies. I'd, I'd like to see more investment from Sport England, and I'd like to see a community sports hub at Barton CC. That's my dream. <laughs> I say we mentioned earlier that you're a great advocate for for Torbay and Torquay and all you know South Devon in general. There's some big stuff going on locally that uh, you mentioned while we were listening to the Bee Gees. Yeah, and none more so than here. You know, I mean, this this where we're sat now, and this place of rain will be unrecognisable in in the next few years to come uh, because it, it's got a huge between two hundred and fifty million and three hundred million pound expansion program planned, uh, where the old is going and, and new will come in, and which is really exciting for for the hospital. But not only that, it will bring hundreds of new jobs and investment for Torbay. I, I chair a partnership called Torbay Together, which is public and private sector uh, key players coming together as um, trying to make sure that Torbay's got one voice when it comes to looking for government funding and just promoting and uh, the Bay and trying to get regeneration. And that's part of it, um, which is is a huge success story for for the team here. Um, the, the Health Trust chairman 
Sir Richard Ibbotson, uh, I know very well, and him and his team from top to bottom have done a tremendous job here, and um, you know that can only be good for Torbay generally with what's planned. But I, I've, I've, I've said many times that I think Torbay's at the crossroads, Paul. The government has now given Torquay 22 million quid to regenerate Torquay, uh, and another 14 million, I think it is, to regenerate Paynton. The council just put another bid for 20 million pounds for uh, Brixham investment in, as part of the levelling up fund. So those those, those uh, investments should, if they're delivered properly, should change the face of Paynton, Torquay and Brixham. And Paynton, Torquay in particular, we all know that they've been struggling, uh, you know, like Billio, uh, town centre-wise, so huge opportunities for Torbay generally with lots of money being invested and lots of job uh, the jobs that the secret is trying to get people on the outlying areas the deprived areas so that benefits them um, and that can only be better when it comes to give them work as well so brilliant times ahead for Torbay. That's good yeah I mean we're very excited that uh, something will be happening here at the hospital it's a little way off I think but I spoke to one of the foundation trust governors Lynn Hookins who you, yeah. you've met Lynn I'm sure yeah and they're, they're searching for new members to the trust to try and get uh, everybody's view I think on what they would like the hospital to do so uh, yeah there's a lot going on now you you were at the the Herald Express you were the editor there the top man oh, very about that, right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and then you left I think you did, did a couple of things since, since then I know you're at the Torbay Weekly did, uh, was there some work with Wallens as well so yeah I I, um, I, I know Chris Hart uh, um, the MD at Wallens and Clyde Meredith the practice director yeah these are solicitors in South uh, Devon. For the citizens of South Devon, yeah. yeah, they've just moved into new offices in Torquay Street as part of that big development. So they asked me to do some business development work with them when I left the Herald, which was brilliant. So I did a couple of days at the Herald and a couple of days with Wallens, and I still do. Uh, I still work with Wallens a little bit now, which is brilliant to work with Chris and the team. Uh, but yeah, no, I left the Herald and Reach PLC as they were 18 months, two years ago now. They were going a certain way, uh, um, which which um, restructured entirely the way they did newspapers. So I went from editing the Herald Express to editing four weekly titles across Devon, uh, and then uh, associate editor of, of those titles, and I could see the writing was on the wall. Once you become associate editor, Paul, that's um, one step away from <laughs> associate retirement. Yeah, so, and uh, you weren't ready to retire. No, I, no. I, and I said that, you know, I had some lovely circle retirement uh, dues and lunches and made it clear that I always wanted to carry on working. I don't want to sit in the garden with Mrs P, with due respect. <laughs> Um, and we always had an aspiration to launch a newspaper. We firmly believe, well, I mean, a, a, a gent called Chris Coward, who um, worked for, like I did, Northcliffe, uh, Trinity and Reach, but he was the operations director nationally and had major contacts in the publishing industry. We, we always talked about launching um, a paper, in a weekly paper in Torbay. Just firmly believe there was still a passion and a market yeah. for a, a print product. Um, so we did it. We launched... Um, at a hotel, at a reception at a hotel, the Abbey Sands in, in Torquay, uh, with about 80 guests. We had a target revenue for that launch week, which was way above what we needed to um, to wash our face with. And then three days later, the Bloomin' Hotel was closed, the pandemic was yeah. called, and the advertisers walked, and we were left with 600 quid in the pot. Yeah, I, I was going to ask about the pan. <laughs> it was a good time to move. Yeah, it, yeah. Was a brilliant, it was a brilliant time, just one of my cover drives, yeah. really. 
<laughs> so what that that put things back then for the the Torbay week? No, uh, to be fair, no, it didn't because we we got in bed with um, a, a bloke called Simon Backs, who was then the chief operating officer of Argent. And if you Google Simon Backs, his experiences worldwide in the entertainment industry, he was chairman. He liked what we were doing. So uh, rather than just the Chris and Jim show, we, we, we became part of the Archant stable. And Simon came down for the, the launch. And without Archant, with all the back of house, the IT, and uh, all that went with it, we wouldn't have launched. But we were left with a, um, a choice of either going ahead, postponing, or ditching. And Simon was keen that we went ahead, so we launched. Uh, and um, and the last 12, 14 months we've grown. Uh, yeah, it's been a struggle. Um, Torbay's been closed. Revenue's a bit of a challenge, but we're still there now. And um, what we did do, Archant liked um, our community model, which is quite unique, I think, I'd say that, so much that they asked us to take that across to East Devon titles. So I now um, edit the their titles in Exmouth, Sidmouth and Holliton. Um, they've all got that community focus yep. um, and gone down really well. So we've gone from not, well, I mean, nearly not launching weekly in Torbay to editing seven titles in Devon. So Brilliant. I wasn't planning that. Okay, so just uh, tell the listeners how they can get hold of the Torbay Weekly. So we, we print um, 26,000 copies a week, 18,000 go into homes direct through leather boxes in Torquay, Payne and Brixham. And they're selected on um, on the, the response to advertisers where we think that at the end of the day we're, we're a newspaper and a business so we have to look for commercial support. And those those homes have been identified data-wise as those that will respond to advertising so they get copies free. We now have 8,000 other copies at 120 outlets throughout South Devon, including supermarkets, Sainsbury's, Lidl's, yeah. and other corner shops where you can buy it for a quid. We put, um, the first year was totally free. This year, again, because it was part of that, that three-year strategy in year two, we're always going to put a pound cover price on the weekly, which has gone down okay at the moment, mm. but 20p of that um, is going direct to Rowcroft. Fantastic. Uh, and we're trying to raise in year one 50 grand for Rowcroft. So, yeah. So a bit of three-letter box if you're lucky. If not, go and buy one. It's only a quid. And 20p of that goes to Rowcroft. Yeah, that's my sales pitch over. <laughs> well done. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Jim. I've got, I've got nothing else apart from I wanted to go back to this community award that you got, which I don't know exactly where it was a few years ago, but, uh, you know, still, um, if you Google Jim, you'll find this community award. But Peter Bircher, who's the president of the Preston Rotary, said, we are pleased to make this award to Jim, who's dedicated his life to support the people, businesses, and community of Torbay. So I thought that was a nice accolade. Nice place to stop, do you think? Brilliant. Brilliant. It's been really good. Thanks for having me. And uh, again, lovely setup. Any way we can help promote the, the hospital, the radio, more than happy. Thank you, Jim. Uh, thanks for coming in. Hospital Radio for Torbay.